Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. I'm Santa. Hey, y'all. I'm Amanda. And our communal fun fact today is that we have the beautiful hosts of Two Girls, One Ghost, the most haunted podcast in America, Corinne and Sabrina. Welcome. <laughs> Yay. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yay. Boo. <laughs> Get off the stage. No, please stay on the stage. <laughs> Yes. We actually, we um, when we first started doing our live shows, we decided to go on stage and have people boo us instead of cheer because then if they hate us, we won't know. And it felt very yeah. apropos, very spooky. Helps with our anxiety. Yeah. But still so, is applicable funny. for what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah, now we get booed on stage and we're like, oh my God, they love us. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> so how are you ladies doing today? We're great. Um, great. Just so excited to talk with you both and talk paranormal. Moments before my my <laughs> Google Home was going off, unprompted. So I I unplugged it and told any spirits that were here that they were able to hang out for the recording. I told them to take a seat on the couch and then to get the hell out after. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh my goodness. Hopefully so they funny. won't do anything with the audio or I know. Anything technical. Well, we have the backups of the backups of the backups, right? That's yes. how we're doing That's it. the purpose. <laughs> we record the way we do. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have had some experiences with paranormal glitches. Oh, I feel like yeah. anytime you talk about ghosts and you have anything electric around you, you're bound to have an experience or two. Definitely. Yes. I remember on Halloween day last year, I was chatting with another couple of podcast hosts and in the middle of us just chatting my bathroom light was blinking and it wouldn't stop. And I thought, okay, maybe it's a bad bulb. Well, no other mm. lights in my house were doing that. And then all of a sudden it just, it just stopped, but the light never went out. So I'm like, mm, it had to be a ghost. See, it's, it's times like that where I'm like, okay, I wish I obviously can't time travel yet. I wish we could go back in time, go into your bathroom and use the opportunity to ask questions and see if the light responded to your questions. Yeah. Like little Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Or like some Morse code stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh. With like the flickers. When I, when I learn to time travel, Amanda, I will let you know and first stop. Maybe that's what it will be. <laughs> it's actually just your presence it's going me. back in time traveling that has short-circuited the electrical <laughs> in the bathroom. The only thing spooky is you, Sabrina. <laughs> Here's a random thought. What if we all were to get into our powder rooms or whatever and just talk to each other through the mirror? Wouldn't that be cool if it could be that a portal for horrifying. communication? Uh, it would be so sick if you could control it and it's actually yeah. like a crystal ball type thing where I'm like, oh, I got to call up Amanda. Or like, oh, well, let's make it a three-way call. I'll call Sabrina and then Sabrina's like, let's loop in Santa. And then we're all talking. That'd be great. But if you just show up in your bathroom and someone's standing there like, hey, oh my <laughs> God, I love it. I did this not is why FaceTime. This is why FaceTime was created. But yeah, in a witchy sense, yes, it would be really cool to talk to each other through our mirrors. Basically, scrying is what yeah. we're describing. The future of Except podcasting with a living. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Amanda, your shadows. Your shadows are so spooky. You spooky just like moved, and it looked like an arm was reaching from behind you. Ooh. How come it's not repeating? Oh Wait, God! Like you, you lift oh, it no. up. <laughs> See. Oh, wait. I'm seeing a little bit now. If you lift a little bit. Now? 
Oh, maybe it's going back. That's weird. Okay, okay there we go. There we yeah. go. Thank God we repeated a little bit of something. Because for a second, I was like, Jesus Christ, bird. <laughs> yeah, because there's a demon on, coming. On the newer episode I was watching today, they all did. Um, you, Sabrina, you said you saw like a flash or something on Corinne's mm-hmm. side. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Did it ever go? Did you ever figure out what it was, or was it truly no. unexplained? I don't no. know. We don't know. Sometimes we, also... we see things and we just choose to move on because sometimes yeah. sitting and dwelling and figuring it out is either um, too scary or I don't know. Just sometimes you just gotta continue. Just chug just along. Gotta continue. Just blame it on. Sven. I think one of the one of the spookiest things though we did a few live shows this past spring. And as part of the live shows, we were playing some of the EVPs that we've had on our show that people have found and logged. And there were two EVPs that were two years apart, and it is the same person's voice. And we don't recognize the voice. We have no idea who it is, but they were speaking. through. And we've lived in many different apartments, you know, like it's not like it was a neighbor or a a dad or, or something. We have no idea who it is, but we do know that there's one one guy who's at least been with us for a few years that, that sometimes takes over the mic. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I feel like he's a supporter. Yeah, I yeah. think so. He seems chill. Honestly, he's, he's a stan. <laughs> he's subscribed yeah. to the yeah. Patreon for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's he's number one listener. He's our only consistent, solid subscriber. I think he's been there from <laughs> the beginning, since day zero. <laughs> Okay, so one of the scariest <laughs> pieces of evidence that y'all ever presented, and you may or may not remember this, but it made an impact on me. Someone went to sleep, and they woke up, and there was either a video or some audio on their phone. It sounded like an alien abduction. Yes, yes. We posted, it's like a nine-minute clip or something like that, and we posted <gasps> the whole audio clip on our Patreon, and I think bits and pieces of it elsewhere. Like I think we played a couple seconds of it maybe on the podcast it is so freaky it is this woman had written into us and it was her I think it was her husband had been with a group of people and they basically had this missing amount Sabrina do you remember the details were they asleep or was it a missing amount of okay Sabrina you do it then I'm gonna picture this they had so it was her husband and a friend had gone camping and woke up and found this video on their phone I think in total it's like a 30 minute long video but um he was watching it and it sounds like footsteps approaching the car. You hear the car door opening and closing. Then you hear a lot of whooshing, like kind of almost like a, as if they're in space. You hear like a creepy voice. Uh, but and it, the majority of it is dead silence. So you hear activity in the beginning and then it's completely quiet. But it's the, you got the woo kind of like going yeah. through the whole thing. So it does sound True. like spacecraft kind of thing. And then there's some footage where it kind of almost looks like the phone caught lights but the rest of it's black and then it just cuts out and it ends, but not before hearing the sound of the door, car door closing again. And they were asleep and then this there's, entire time. There's a thud, almost as if someone's body had been like kind of chucked a few feet and hit the ground, which is Yikes. what, you know, that's the lens we're viewing it from. It's like, is this an alien abduction? So that's really what it sounds like though. Is there something that's being dropped and hitting the ground? And then you hear this sort of robotic voice that says, are there any children? <laughs> are there any children? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was by far one of the creepiest things that Sabrina spent like years of her life asking to be abducted by aliens. And after hearing <laughs> that, there was a good few months where <laughs> Sabrina, you were waffling. You're like, actually, I don't know. This sounds really terrifying. To I'm experience. back. 
I'm back to I'm back on Alien Tree, and I still want to get abducted. Yeah, aliens yeah. come get me. Yeah, one of our TM. episodes is called <laughs> "Aliens Come and Get Me," and I had a little chat with my sister right before we were recording uh, an episode we did, and I covered Whitley Strieber. I don't know; I'm sure you guys have talked about him before or heard, but he got abducted by aliens mm. in New York, and there's literally an implant in his ear that's like gives off radio signals when he puts a walkie-talkie up to it and it's so spooky so i was texting with my sister and i was like i don't know if i want to get abducted by aliens anymore (laughs) this is awful well that's one of the things too that i mean i feel like when we say like oh beam me up like take me take me away like aliens whatever what are the chances that we're gonna get abducted by good aliens we have no idea how many different species how many different beings are just out there and what everybody's intents are just like animals and humans there's good there's bad there's nefarious there's benign and so i'm i'm trying to keep my my feet planted right on this ground and i don't want to go into the ocean i don't want to go up in space i'll take i'll do both i volunteer as tribute for both of those things so so we we'll all give each sabrina well. a walkie-talkie and we'll we'll try to communicate with her while she's <laughs> venturing around there we it go it's so freaky though well, I know that you had said that you had would you rather questions for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I'm figured to kick to us off, Santa and I would do a would you rather for you two. So y'all both can answer these. Um, okay. Santa, do you want to do the first one or do you want me to go? So my first would you rather is one that is very close to my heart. But for you guys, would you rather... Wear Moldavite every day for a year and experience the consequences of that or take a rock from the Bellwitch Cave and experience those consequences and why? I feel like I'm going to answer Bellwitch and my, my reasoning for it is because I feel like most of the fear I have with taking something from the Bellwitch is because I just assume that there will be a lot of consequences and not because there's as many examples from people who've taken things from the Bell Witch, whereas Moldavite, I feel like there are a lot of anecdotes and stories around there where people do have bad experiences. (laughs) So I'm going to risk it with the Bell Witch. Final answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer, because I think either way, some stuff could go down. So, okay, I guess I didn't know that there was negative experiences associated with Moldavite. I only knew, I thought it was a good luck stone. Well, I think it's also, it's also supposed to, isn't it also supposed to remove negativity from around you? And so I think because of that, sometimes people experience things that feel bad, like removing certain people from their lives that are negative and those are hard things to go through so it feels unlucky at times right am I right yes that's really where Moldavite sucks is that the things that you need to release it helps you release those things but it's kind of like in a marathon fashion as opposed to like a gradual way that might be more comfortable but it's like okay. it happens in an uncomfortable way. So no, I have similar to going through. I was just gonna turn. <laughs> yeah, I was just go. going to say, I have been going through. I am in my Saturn return. So I will go ahead and say Moldavite because I've been through some painful shit the last year. So I'm like, just let's just let's just you know, lay it on me, load it up. Let's let's do it all at once. Rip the bandaid off. If it's better for the long term, 
I'm in it. I'm here for both Honestly, of these Honestly, that's responses. a good answer, too. That's a good answer, too. What would you would... both pick? Well, <laughs> Santa already did the Moldavite thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the Bell Witch, because you guys just went to the Bell Witch. Cave. We did yeah, that, but too, I did but not take, take a rock. anything. Yeah. Okay. I didn't take a rock, but my brother and his girlfriend did, and they've been doing nothing but fighting ever since. So there we go. Oh snap! I think I'm gonna have to say I would take a pebble. I'm gonna take a pebble, and then I'm gonna send it back because I know what's coming for me if I don't. But the moldavite Mm. stuff, I feel like it's a a snowball effect. Yeah. Amanda's got the cheat code: steal and return. Steal and return. (laughs) That's the way you do it. It's a little bit of a loophole. (laughs) <laughs> yeah overnight no saying i was gonna i was gonna ask what happened when you had the moldavite yeah so because i've done the moldavite i would probably choose the moldavite path even though it was really tough um ultimately with the moldavite when you come out on the other side you're closer to your purpose and you have like gone through so much to get to that bell witch rock you don't know what could happen yeah. You might simply pass away, but the, with the Moldavite, it's there to serve you, but it's like a tough love service. If you're ready for a tough love service, yeah. get some Moldavite. If you're so not, basically, it's like, don't. would you rather do shadow work or just die? Right. <laughs> or just oh possibly God. die. Yeah. Amanda and I are gambling with our lives over We're here. Like, Although I don't yeah. think I would mess with Robert the doll, though. Uh-uh. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Bell no, Witch, no. I'll take a chance. No. I'll just... Robert the doll scares me. I feel yeah. sad for Robert the doll, too, because I feel like... I mean, he's literally put on display, and he's not happy. And then so he's no. trapped in a box. Like, I don't know. I feel... I don't blame him for haunting people, is what Okay, I well, say. wait. Let me, mm-hmm. let me pitch a would you rather to you guys. Okay. If... If we didn't know that Dear David was written from the mind of this ex-BuzzFeed writer, Adam Ellis, if Dear David was a real entity, just as we believe Robert the Doll to be, would you rather be haunted by Robert the Doll or Dear David? I'll say Dear David. (laughs) Me too. Same. Really? Yeah. Because there are rules that you can follow with Dear David. It escalates very quickly. And you can't necessarily get away from him. Yeah. What do you, there's no, Both there's no creepy. de-escalation plan. Whereas with Robert, you can apologize. You can do all these things oh, to yeah. try to get him back you on your good side. can write him a letter. Right. But what, what's your plan with Dear David? I don't know. I'd probably just, this is going to sound disrespectful, but I'd probably just buy a really big shelf and say, don't try me. <laughs> I could just never. Just cover yourself in me. black obsidian. <laughs> just like give yourself a suit of armor. Yes, yeah. I think it, he'll be fine with the one dent in his head. He doesn't need another one, so let's <laughs> let's calm down. Amanda's threatening the entity. Let's calm down. <laughs> Zach Bagan's approach. Oh, God. <laughs> no, come at me, bro. Okay, and then yeah. dear David goes, "Yeah, but do you want a matching one?" There's <laughs> oh in one of the recent That's episodes of Ghost Adventures, Zach is in some house. I think I don't remember, and he's like. I feel like I want to have sex right now. I don't know if you guys watched that, but I was like, excuse me. And then the, oh the crew is laughing and he's like, it's not funny. It's a natural human thing. We just talked with Celebrity Memoir um, Book Club and they were telling us about this book, a memoir that they read and I'm forgetting who it was, but this woman was talking about like a lot of her sexual experiences. And there was one where she and this guy were going up to their room to like have sex and 
before she could join him, she sees him on the bed, like, having sex with the air, like, full erection. He's on his back, thrusting as if something's on top of him, having sex with him. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't. Oh, God. And so we're like, it has to be a ghost. Like, that's the only thing that actually makes sense. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. A sex ghost. One time, Anna Nicole Smith said that she had sex with a sex ghost. Mm-hmm. Kesha, too. Yeah. Kesha. There are quite a few celebrities who've talked openly about having sex with ghosts. We've read some stories like incubus. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although it's such we a hard had... thing because I'm like, what differentiates, I guess, the feeling that people feel when something's approaching them because there can be really scary experiences with incubus and succubus and then there's experiences where people are so like in enjoyment experiencing it and equally participating in it Yeah. yeah so it's kind of like are these the same entities and it just depends on your own reaction to encountering something like that or are they completely different i think they're different i have heard that the good experience ones the spirits are very attentive to the living yeah. participant. As they should be. Yeah. Well, Zach Biggins clearly is asking for it. He wants so badly to experience he that. Just he wants, he like just wants a sex ghost. And yeah. that's fine. Are y'all ready for another would you rather? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so I tailored one to each of you, and I actually sent an oh. email to give you guys a, a heads up. But I'll start with Sabrina. Okay. If... You got abducted by aliens. Would you rather take a selfie with them or get a cute permanent tattoo while on the af- on the UFO? Oh, for sure. Get a permanent tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing. I respect them far too much. I'm going to relate aliens to celebrities real quick. If I meet a celebrity like I, Billie Eilish, I love her. If I met mm-hmm. Billie Eilish... And all I did was like, oh, my gosh, let's get a selfie. She's not going to remember me. She's not going to respect me necessarily because, like, clearly I'm treating her like an object and, like, a this is for me more than, like, you're another person. I want to, like, get to know you. But if Billy and I got tattoos together, we're bonding. We're creating a shared experience. She's going to remember yeah. this. So I think I would get a tattoo, and I'm, I'm hoping an alien gives it to me, and – I feel like my experience and my wanting to be abducted by aliens, I've thought about this quite a bit, obviously, um, is not so that I can come back to Earth and tell everyone, oh, my gosh, I got abducted by aliens. If anything, I don't want to come back to Earth. I want, like, take me away forever. And so the selfie doesn't do any good for me. I think that's a great answer. If I'm scared of pain, (laughs) I don't know. I probably would do the tattoo, too. I don't have any yet, but I've always flirted with the idea. Yeah. It does seem cooler. It's it's an experience that you get to fondly remember versus, yeah, the picture is just like, you're always going to be at battle with people saying, mm-hmm. this is fake or whatever, yeah. or like trying to just be aggressive towards you. Whereas a tattoo, yeah. like you were saying, Sabrina, it could just be a really fond and loving memory. And maybe you yeah. tell people what it's from. Maybe you don't, but you just know for how me. cool that was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bond tangible tether to yeah. the... Yeah. to the moment that's mm-hmm. where they hide the little chip in my body in the tattoo yeah yeah oh yeah corinne did you want to piggyback on that would you have a preference if given that opportunity um here's the thing i think if i were abducted i wouldn't be conscious the entire time i think i would be passed the fuck out from fear <laughs> so 
I probably wouldn't have Corinne, the option. Corinne, that's forever. not the answer. That's that's not how the game works. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of needles, so I guess I have to go with the selfie. <laughs> I guess I have to, and then I'll, I'll just remember that moment of posing with the alien. I don't blame I also you. Feel I probably like- won't show anyone. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that works for you, too, because you are such a conspiracy theorist that, like, I think you'd come back and be like, this is the evidence I needed. And you would start a whole, like, movement to prove. The that's actually true. I think that's right, because I feel like I wouldn't take any offense to people being like, that's not true. Like, you faked it. I'd be like, well, that sucks for you in your life for not believing in this mm-hmm. because I know it to be real. And I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go full on like cult leader, conspiracy theorist oh. all the way to the yeah. top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a good pain tolerance. Like I will literally take an Advil if I think I'm getting a headache. So I can totally, <laughs> I totally relate. Like I see the, the storm clouds are brewing. I'm like, okay, here goes the barometric pressure. Let's pop one. Call it a day. <laughs> uh, I, I bet they have something to zap you with. They'll calm you somehow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Santa, do you have another one? And then I'll ask Corinne hers. Yeah, I think so. It's a I thing. have a few different ones, but as a ghost, would you rather haunt your loved ones lovingly or haunt your enemies to get revenge once and for all? I would say loved ones. I'd help out. I'd be like, let me whisper the answer to this homework problem. Let me do some of the laundry for you. Let me rub your back at night. Yeah. I also would pull a little prank or two. That's yeah. my that's what my way of showing love is kind of scaring my loved ones as a ghost. I think oh, too yeah. that the people where Sabrina and I are in our lives, everyone knows that we have a ghost podcast. And so I think the people that would be on our list of people we would haunt in a negative manner, I almost like the fear <laughs> Not actually showing up ever, but them just having the constant fear that one day we will come haunt them. And I think that that is worse than actually experiencing a haunting. I do have a note that says, people I shall haunt when deceased. It's in my phone. there's one person. (laughs) There's one person. Oh my God, I have one person person too. It's mostly a friend who he does not believe in the paranormal. So I've decided he is top of my list. Oh, Just to prove it. Yeah. We love Skeptic turned believer. That's amazing. Yeah. What would you guys choose? Oh, man. I'd probably want to lovingly haunt. Yeah. I don't really like to hold grudges, and I can't think of anybody who's wronged me so badly that I couldn't function afterwards. So I'd rather just be like, oh, hey, what's up? Whoever survives me, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I would Santa? mostly lovingly haunt, but I'm not going to lie. There is like a toxic trait of just like wanting to cryptically do stuff as a ghost to people who have wronged mm. me. Like nothing crazy. The temptation but just, like, is there for sure. But just like some cryptic little things where it's like yeah. they have, they will know that it was me because it couldn't have been anyone else. Like, well, have you seen the movie Seven things. Psychopaths? No. Mm. Oh, you should watch it. One of the psychopaths in it kind of haunts someone like that. Basically, the prem- I'm going to spoil it, but basically this one Fine. guy, there's a guy who I think murders his daughter. And so this man 
stalks this guy who killed his daughter for years and it's just always oh appearing God. in the shadows in the same sort of outfit and like outside of his window the guy thinks he's going mad and ends up taking his own life oh no and so he he haunted him in the movie but as wow. an actual person but the guy didn't understand so i feel like <laughs> i almost feel like that's what you're describing <laughs> that guy was doing like, a master you know class in gaslighting yeah like, yeah i don't know that i want I don't know that I want to go that hard with it. I, Cause like I said, mostly, <laughs> mostly my <laughs> friends and family are going to be getting haunted in like a good way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would find some fun in the afterlife if I was really bored and like going to bother someone. I feel you on that. Agreed. Okay. Corinne, this one's for you. Corinne. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Would you rather spend a whole day with Bigfoot, but you cannot tell anyone or post about him or get to see Bigfoot for literally one minute and you come away with some sort of hard evidence. I am totally like Sabrina was with the aliens. I'd spend the whole day. Aww. And then I think I would be, I would glow the rest of my life. Everyone would be like, what is she on? Because I'd feel so fulfilled, so at peace with life. <laughs> I'd be the world's happiest person. Selfishly, I'm so sad that you wouldn't be able to share it with me. Yeah. I think you'd know, though, because you'd be like, I would, what's but I wouldn't changed? Know the she disappeared into the woods for 24 hours? What could have possibly <laughs> happened in there? <laughs> you'd know. You'd know. But I wouldn't know the details. I'd have a necklace with a little tuft of his hair. <laughs> well, how does Brian feel about the whole Bigfoot is my boyfriend? What does he think? Brian doesn't get it. He also is so he's he's scared he's scared of ghosts. So I can't talk to him that much about the things that we talk about on the podcast. I think he knows the right answer to say when people ask him about it. And so now he'll he'll be pro like Bigfoot is Corinne's boyfriend because he knows that's what people want to hear. Right. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. There's one right answer here. <laughs> Sabrina oh, did give him a gift the day before our wedding, and it was a pair of boxers that said Sasquatch. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which oddly was sold in the little tiny town that we got married in. Mm -hmm. She stopped at a store. I was like, how the hell is this town of Regen's Vermont have a store that's selling these? That is hilarious. That's amazing. Uh, Oh my God, that's so funny. Sabrina. Here's the thing. He doesn't have to know. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have to know. Who's going to know? No. Sabrina, Nobody's if, if you were given that same prompt, what would you do? Um, I think I would get one minute because I wouldn't get as much joy from frolicking along. I mean, it would be fun, don't get me wrong, to frolic for a day. But if I had a minute and then I got some evidence, I would get to show Corinne and give the proof that Again, our conspiracy cult leader, yeah. Corinne, can run free with. But here's the thing, Sabrina. If you showed me evidence, that would consume me. You'd lose me to the woods for the rest of my life. I already have lost to you too. to like. You've been consumed by so many conspiracies in our friendship, Corinne. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm used to I'm it. like really on the verge of <laughs> mental collapse over here. <laughs> Aren't we all? I feel like if you, Sabrina, that makes sense. Because if you had a full day in the woods with Bigfoot, I feel like 
you'd probably get 45 minutes in and then eventually the conversation would be like so do you know anything about aliens like it would be really to I'm, get to what you really want also <laughs> I just don't do well with strangers I'm pretty introverted like I don't know Bigfoot I feel like would expend a lot of my energy no because you could just sit there comfortably just like on the side of the river peacefully listening to all the just cradling you the crickets and long hairy yeah stinky hair yeah. stinky and then i picture it like the twilight scene you know where it's like the spider monkey scene and i'm on his back <laughs> like flying through the woods you know that's so funny we had a twilight party for my 34th birthday this year you did we did bingo oh my god yeah what did you dress up did you dress up no we all dressed pretty cozy but was it santa was it you or stephanie who printed out the cringy twilight bingo card stephanie did the bingo (laughs) yeah so basically it was like bella bites lip okay like that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah hang on tight spider monkey when you hear that okay so whoever gets bingo first you know the drill so it was really fun the guy who plays jasper i don't know if he's still in the band but when i lived in la i went and i saw his band and it was a very cool premise all of them sing and play every single instrument on stage every song they would rotate it was just like a little clockwise that's That's impressive yeah it was awesome bragging that's awesome oh yes the virtuous okay wait but what would you guys do when confronted with this bigfoot conundrum Mm. santa you go first while i ponder i would get the (laughs) evidence honestly because it would be kind of cool to break that news all day with Bigfoot like what if he what if he what if he like spends all day with me and like is just buttering me up to kill me well like he could if? kill you in the one minute too he could but he what could. if he's like I don't know what if he decides he really likes you and wants to keep you forever yeah it could go it could go any cave. kind of way yeah I could. Could. you never know for self-preservation reasons I'm gonna get get my evidence and get out I'm with you. Oh, God. Okay. Are you going to go full Stockholm Syndrome with me, Amanda? (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what it is. Um, For most of the time, I've been thinking I would just want the hard evidence, but I honestly can't turn down a full day with Bigfoot. I mean, how many people can say that they've done that? So I guess I got to jump on that train. Mm. It's you and me, Corinne. We're going to... Hold hands with Bigfoot. <laughs> Here's the thing: we've been a real fifty-fifty split with every single yeah, one of these questions. Been very it interesting. They're hard to answer. Well. Yes, we do. So Santa and I prepared a billion of these, but if you'd rather, we could go dive into the the meat of the conversation. If you'd like, would you rather another? Would you rather to? Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> would you rather keep playing? Would you rather or talk about the dear David? I'm so excited to talk to your David. Awesome. Yeah, so Corinne and Sabrina are going to talk about Dear David, the viral Twitter thread that went out in 2017. Yeah, and it consumed our lives for months. I taught myself how to edit photos so that I could try to, like, get into every single pixel and change the brightness and exposure and the colors and everything on all of the pieces of evidence that he posted on his Twitter feed to try to get down to the bottom of, of Dear David. So I think maybe... Let's talk about it without the assumption that it's fake in the beginning, because I feel like that's where our heads were at Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, well, just to give like a little, for people who don't know what Dear David is, 
back in August of 2017, this man, Adam Ellis, who worked for BuzzFeed at the time, um, mm-hmm. I think he was a cartoonist, right? He was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He started, he lives in New York City, at, or he did at that time. He lived in an apartment and he started to have sleep paralysis experiences and began documenting it. And it began to evolve into what we will now talk about. And it was a wild ride. It was terrifying. It was haunting. Dear David is this small little boy, doll-like creature with a dented head and a lot of possibly bad intentions. We're not really sure what the point of mm-hmm. Dear David or why he exists is. But then, yes, Corinne, I think moving forward, we should say that we should talk about it as if it is all real. But unfortunately, at the end of it, by the end of it, and a lot of time, a lot of people throughout the whole story unfolding were like, this is fake. It's all photoshopped. Yeah. It's edited. Adam did eventually admit that he had made it up he had sold the rights to like the movie he quit buzzfeed and like basically you know i think it launched a a different career for him in a way which hey kudos to adam you entertained the world and you helped yourself he did the classic like blair witch type of thing where he said it was real and so we believed him because we wanted to believe him and i think it was also so powerful that he was using twitter Mm-hmm. And yeah. you only have so many characters that you can use. So you can give a lot of cliffhangers. You, you're you expected to only kind of give the hits of the story on Twitter. And he had a lot of people engaging with that. And so it worked in his favor. But it all started when he had sleep paralysis. In his sleep paralysis, there was a little boy with a dented head that appeared to him. And the the kid seemed to be kind of like in this rocking chair area in his bedroom. And that was sort of that. So Adam was like, oh, what a weird nightmare to have. And this had happened supposedly months before he started chronicling things on Twitter because the point of him chronicling his journey on Twitter was that so much had started to happen that he was like, let me tell you everything that's been happening for the past few months up until today because there's some wild shit happening to me and I think I'm experiencing a live ghost hunting slash maybe entity possession type of thing that's trying to steal my life. So he has this sleep paralysis episode and then it sort of escalates with his cats every night at, I think it's midnight, they would start to whine and hiss at his apartment door. And he looked out the peephole and he couldn't necessarily see anything, but he did post a picture from the people where there seemed to be like the tiniest little shadow that seemed to be hiding on his stairwell right by where he keeps all of his shoes. And he lived in New York City at the time. So these are like really tiny, old, old, old apartments. And that's kind of where it started. And then not long after that, he had this really bizarre experience with this woman who walked up to him and was like, you've seen him, haven't you? And he was, was like, it seen who? in a dream though? Wasn't that part in a dream? Oh, maybe it was. I think that part was a dream as well. A woman was like, I know you've seen him. And and he was like, who? She basically, was like, Dear David. That's how the name Dear David was born, is another person in a dream told him. And then she goes on to tell him that he can ask Dear David two questions, but do not ask a third. And she says, like, you can ask the questions by saying Dear David and then asking whatever question it is. But if you ask a third, he will kill you. Yeah. Adam makes the mistake next time he sees Dear David where he asks Dear David 
how did you die? And then I think he said something about like this in a store. And then he asks the second question, says, Dear David, what happened in the store? And Dear David responds, like, a shelf fell on me. Something like that, right, Corinne? Yeah. Yeah. And then he asks a third question, and Dear David does not respond. No. And he but wakes he up. But he almost asked it. Ah, he- ah. What just happened? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Did your Siri go off or something? Yeah, but I didn't say anything to her. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so oh. scary the way I thought you had a spider crawling on your arm because that's what I would have said <laughs> oh my god I think oh my, my responses god. to spiders and things like that they're the exact same so yes you did basically see oh me respond to a spider okay Corinne your turn you continue please <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened next oh well so when he had asked that third question I think what might have helped him not die in that situation was that he didn't say dear david before because i think you're supposed to say like, yeah. dear david and then you ask the question which was also a really horrifying thing to be a part of his twitter thread because we were so entranced just like so much of the population with this twitter feed as it mm-hmm. was happening because it was like every day he'd post like seven more things on his twitter and so naturally you start thinking about it and you start dreaming about it and i was so scared in my dreams that I would accidentally see dear David and I would ask him three yeah it was so scary um okay and I don't I feel like there's some more things that might have happened between this but Adam he goes on like a little vacation at some point and he he leaves his apartment for like a weekend and when he comes back he's like oh let me go get some Polaroid film, like one of those, what are they called? Like Instax or, you know, like yeah. one of those classic. Oh, yeah. You got the Urban Instax. Outfitters. Yeah. Sells them. I have one, one of those. those. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so he was like, oh, I'll use this and take some pictures because he was kind of like feeding into the creepiness of the apartment. But then as he was taking pictures of his apartment, he realized that there was one specific door which was near his bedroom And it was kind of like across from the rocking chair that he thought he had seen Dear David kind of sitting in in his nightmares. Um, And this one door frame would not. It was out into the hallway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was out into the hallway and it would just appear completely black. So you wouldn't be able to see past the door. But he would do side by side photos with his phone camera where you could see the light was on in the hallway. But then his Polaroid camera it the hall like you could see his room illuminated but it was pitch black in the hallway pitch black. yeah and he this is the thing that was like it was so infuriating to find out that it was as faked i guess as it was because he was so he was responding to everyone being like well is there an issue with the the uh film or whatever and he was like unwrapping things and investigating and taking videos he videos him, yeah which is i'm like how the hell was he able to do this Anyway, his next step was to sage the apartment because then he got scared. And so he went out and he saged the apartment and his uh, hallway. And then there was a point where he didn't have any dreams of Dear David anymore. And he moved upstairs to this other apartment complex or this other unit within his complex. Like right that was above. Much bigger. Yes. So he moved up there and hadn't had any experiences with David in a little bit. Not in his dreams. Because he came into his waking life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. All of this was happening where he was suddenly encountering Dear David in much more like real life 
mm-hmm. outside of wakeful life. And it couldn't have gotten any worse because there were like severe thunderstorm warnings and all of these like odd things happening in New York City at the time. So it was really just adding on like more layers of the story, which I don't know if that was sort of planned and inspired Adam Ellis's tweets for the day or if this was just something that he, I don't, I don't know. It yeah. just worked out so perfectly for him. He really did do a great job. I mean, it's hard to believe that it's fake because of how detail oriented and like specific he got like with the Polaroids and taking videos of him taking photos. And then even like when he moved into this upstairs unit, he started to experience things and hear things while he was sleeping. So he started recording his like, as he was sleeping Mm -hmm. and he caught recordings of like footsteps and like weird sounds. And he was asleep. So static. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. So he had oh, so much Oh, and he also evidence. woke up with a bruise on his arm, which he took a picture of his bruise and posted it on Twitter. So it was just like so much evidence that was happening in the moment. I wonder how long it took him to plan this because this this kind of right? requires the a lot of planning. <laughs> the pre-production of it all. <laughs> Lord. Well, yeah. Even <laughs> so, he... The storyboarding. Like the, Seriously. It is interesting because it's like, how much did he pre-plan and how much was just inspired by what he was going through and what he passed during the day? Because like very well, the bruise could have just been he bruised himself and he was like, oh, I'll make this part of the story. And then there was also this warehouse he walked by that was like, this warehouse door has never been opened and suddenly the door is open and there's this one creepy chair in the center of the hole. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there like a hearse in there too? Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like maybe a warehouse. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely smart. Like, either way, just, I think, so smart to utilize that platform in that way. Because, like, nobody else was doing that. Right. And, like totally. you said, Corinne, very Blair Witch. Cause very it's Blair Witch. Very much is, like, how they did it with their website. They made it so seem real. And people believed it was real for a while. Right. Yeah. And his cat, and, I, and, like, there's so many videos of the cats reacting. So, like... Which I know, you know, I have a cat and she meows at a bunch of things. So I very easily could film it and be like, oh, it's actually this. But um, he then starts having like sound coming from like above his ceiling and he goes to investigate and finds like the little shoes, which is just horrifying. Uh, Yeah, there were these little tiny shoes that looked like they belonged to an eight-year-old boy in 1910. God. And the shoe came out of the wall. And then on top of that, he started receiving phone calls that were, it was like no caller ID. And then when he actually would pick it up, there'd be no one on the other end. And he, he bought one of those like pet cam, like safety cam, like a sound or motion detected and set it up and actually got videos. So many, again, he posted so many videos. So we were all believing it of his rocking chair where he would see David sitting in his nightmares moving just ever so slightly the yeah. tiniest little bit it would just start moving but it's also convenient right because he moved the chair like he again it goes back to storyboarding because he set it up where before he left for his trip before he got these cameras he like said he moved the chair out of his bedroom and put it in the living room because he didn't want to see it at night anymore and then how perfect that the video cameras ended up like being on that like he really did plan so much mm-hmm. and then one of the calls he did have a voice on the other side like after some static it said hello 
And then that's it. Like a very creepy one word hello and just ominous. It kind of feels like a stalker, you know? Yeah. The rocking chair thing probably was one of the easiest things to fake, though. Yeah. In my opinion. Totally. To that point, there was a lot of horrifying things that happened that he was reporting on that were in his dreams. Like soon after that, he had a nightmare where he, he, in his nightmare, I guess, thought he woke up and there was next to him on the bed this severed head with a bloody spine attached. It was snaking down the bed and the head was staring at him and it was alive and had this like huge smile plastered all over its face. And so in his dream, he was like, what happened to you? And the smile got even bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the head groaned at him and it said, it feels great. And it's just like these really ominous, dark imagery and messages. And it's like escalating, right? It went from sleep paralysis and feeling the presence of a little boy to now being tormented by some demon-like creature in both his waking state and his sleep state. And then it just slowly, like, started to dissipate. Because then, because so August through September, so like the whole month, it's like every day almost something is happening. And then it slowly starts posting less and less. And he's like, I'm thankful for everyone's kind thoughts and concerns. This whole ordeal has been stressful. It means a lot. I've been trying to avoid thinking about it. He was going to Japan, and he basically was like, I'm just trying to focus on my trip. Then in Japan, buys, like, you know, healing things and um, wandering around. And, of course, like, on the trip kind of has some ties to it, but not quite because he's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, posting pictures of his breakfast and just, like, things he's seeing on his trip, like, touristy things. Mm -hmm. And isn't there a statue or something while he's out there? Yeah. Yeah, and on the, it's like this totem, and there's this little, there's a bunch of different like heads and figures on the statue, and one of the heads looks a lot like what he saw Dear David to appear as. It's kind of this like bald, bulbous, a little bit misshapen head of a young boy, and so it was kind of like, I guess, haunting him wherever he goes is this. Was he meant to be here? Is this thing following him? And then he was concerned about his cats that were at home. He was like, well, shit, my cats are right. alone with this demon. If you do look at the totem, it just looks like a, like a baby, like a baby's face. Yeah. And it, I feel like that one to me is like, oh, convenient. Like, yeah. saw this. Let me, let me connect back to Dear David mm-hmm. and keep this story going a little bit. Because... Yeah. Let's talk about, like, statues all over the world. Like, you're going to find one with a baby on it. Mm-hmm. That was just grasping mm-hmm. at straws. Pretty much. But it was, it worked. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was. Were you guys following this live when it was happening? Yep. I was not. So this is a very new story to me. Oh. Like, oh. You I'm should sad that I missed the whole Twitter it. feed. Yeah. I'm sad that I wasn't there when it was happening because I 100% would have believed it. At the time. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, there were group chats where we were sending things back yeah. and forth. Like, people were really I enthralled in with it. The thick oh, of yeah. it. And it, it yeah. is one of those stories that is harder to tell after the fact because with because because it's such an experiential one where it's like reading all the tweets and seeing the pictures and going through it is so much a part of the experience. 
Whereas when we tell it, you know, we're just kind of saying the highlights. But when you're reading someone else's like actual tweets and their experiences, you're like, oh, are they okay? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? So then he comes back from Japan and I think he continues to experience things. He starts, he has a friend come over and cleanse the place. His cats are still experiencing things. He has sleep paralysis where Dear David appears. And I think there was one where he like, Dear David's like kind of a crawling up his leg, getting closer to him. Um, it's just kind of a lot of the similar things happening. Um, didn't he get a picture at one oh, point? He, d- he did. So there was, he set up a camera. This is basically how it ended. So there were a few times where he felt like there was someone outside, kind of like a figure lurking, and he would take pictures and be like, I can't capture the person, but like, I know that they were out there or he'd start seeing faces in different things that he was like looking at and taking pictures of. But oh my God, it's okay. So November 6th, I just looked it up because I was like, we got to direct people to these tweets. November 6th, he sets up the motion camera in his bedroom because he's like, I feel like it's more than just me feeling like this little dented head creepy little boy is coming and crawling up onto my bed and hanging out in my chair in the corner of the room. I feel like he might actually be here. So he sets up his camera so that you can see, you can see Adam Ellis in his bed sleeping and then you can see the rest of the room. And there is a little boy with literally like half of his head, like it's like a full chunk taken out of his head like that. And he's bald and he does not, he looks like a baby doll. It looks like a ceramic, one of those old ceramic baby dolls with half of his head taken out. Like it is so creepy. And he posts a picture and he brightens the resolution, which is the thing that is so wild because it's like he posts these pictures. And then of course everyone's dissecting them, looking for strings, looking for like how he could have had this figure, like gotten a a picture of this figure. And not only does he post one photo, he posts multiple photos. So you see this thing, this entity standing there and then moving and then getting closer and then up on the bed next to Adam, which is. And then he basically, he posts this and basically goes silent. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone thought he died. (laughs) Like what the hell happened? So this is now like three months. It's like August, September, October, November. And he, in November, like mid November after early November posting that he's like, I'm sorry for being quiet. It's just been really tough and hard to explain. I'm doing my best. And then he kind of does a recap. And then next thing we know, someone buys the rights to this movie. Yeah. There's a there's a ton more like random tweets about hearing noises and all this sort of stuff. But really the photos kind of sealed the deal. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what in the hell is this creature? And then, yeah, then we we were just sitting on our hands for a few months until someone bought the movie deal. Everyone was like, what the hell? He quit his job at BuzzFeed, and now suddenly his story is being sold. What's the deal with this? And then in an interview, he said that it was faked. But Corinne, no. we were mad at him. I'm still mad at him. But we weren't mad because we <laughs> yeah. all like kind of like knew as we were going. I think there yeah. was an element there were a lot of, of questions to be real, but there was a lot of mm-hmm. like, you know. Like there's there's this person on um, TikTok lately, and I'm gonna blank on what his name is, but he keeps posting videos of uh, and we and people keep tagging us in it where he's like in the kitchen doing dishes and the basement door keeps opening and then like the lights flicker and you see like mm-hmm. the shadow coming mm-hmm. and there's a whole series 
and it's very clearly oh, he's I saw a, that. an editor. Yeah, and he, like you can see in his previous posts, he's done editing. There's one video where there's like hands banging on the outside door, mm. and when he turns the light on, like it's gone or it's just the hands. And you know, a lot of people are freaking out, like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrifying!" But just, I, I guess sometimes I'm a skeptic nowadays. Yeah. I I yeah. think. Yeah. Dear David has has uh, made me more of a skeptic because I don't trust anyone anymore. We're jaded. Yeah. We are. Oh, yeah. You know, it's hard. It's easy to just, like, misconstrue and sway people one way or the other and feels uh, feels safer to think it's false. Yeah. yeah. It was so fun to follow, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess we can't get too mad at him because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, he was just a really he was great at executing mm-hmm. this story that mm-hmm. we all were super intrigued by and it just took over our lives for a few months and it was really scary. It's the whole reason we have the like Reddit no sleep category and all that sort of stuff. It reminds me a lot of because I think around the same time was when Black Tapes podcast came out. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. I love that podcast. And I mm-hmm. loved it. But they also didn't say this is fake or anything. Yes, it mm-hmm. had soundscaping and stuff. But it was earlier days in podcasts like that the audio drama version of it that like, I don't know, it felt so real. And they never yeah. said it wasn't mm-hmm. until it started to get like, OK, this is very outlandish and yeah, clearly fake. But I don't know. It felt kind of like up and vanished in those podcasts and serial where it was produced and interview based but paranormal yeah yeah that was i believe yeah i love when people are able to construct things like that and make it real because that is kind of the fun thing about enjoying paranormal content i guess the thrill of being scared and then also like wanting more info and just like going down a rabbit hole and then also it's actually kind of nice to know that it's not real because it's like oh I feel safe I I just went through all that and I got scared but I'm definitely safe because it's fake now that I know that it's fake exactly um so yeah I'm not mad at him and I want to see the movie so I do too me too I hope that they I don't know when it's coming out because yeah if I looked on like Wikipedia and a few other articles or whatever and it just kind of showed that it had changed hands a few times from studio to studio so I can't remember who owns it now Sabrina are you looking it up I am looking it up I don't know that it has it's just on Wikipedia um and it doesn't really say anything Mm. I also as we were talking about this it reminded me or I was reminded of this one story that was on Reddit, which we all knew it was fake in the beginning. This person didn't intend for it to be sort of like a Dear David style thing, but it was one of the best short stories I've ever read on Reddit. It took me like three hours sitting there reading it. I'm going to find it and send it to you guys. Yes. They also sold the movie rights, but it's basically the story is this man and his family buy this old farmhouse and they get some ominous messages from the previous owners to like prepare themselves and make sure that they're like aware when the seasons change, like on the solstice that they're they're prepped. And essentially there's different types of monsters that like ca- come with each season through the field and try to kill them. Oh my like god. It's very very creepy. Like I just remember one of this like sometimes it's a bear that will just randomly appear and come and try to like kill you, like a grizzly bear. And then other times it's this man who's like screaming bloody murder for help. But if he ever gets close to you, 
you'll die. Sometimes there's a light like summoning you into the lake. It's so good. And I've, it's been the thing almost more than Dear David that I've been like waiting for someone, waiting for this to actually be turned into a movie. So once I, once I remember what it's called, I don't remember what it's called. I don't remember what feed it was on, but I feel like if I have some, if I have some time to Google, I'll find it and I'll send it to you guys. Okay. So just one, one thing. So on this, it's called movie web. And I think they do a lot of like, they tell you where movies are in progress. This says in January of 2022, the film was in post-production, meaning it had been filmed and was in editing. Oh, Um, Oh, wow. And it was marked as complete in October of 2022. Wow. Maybe we'll get it this fall. Corinne, what's the story? Um, the I'll send it to you guys, but it is it is on No Sleep, and it was submitted three years ago by Vado Cabron, and there's multiple parts. Um, so I'm gonna send it to you. But basically, like the title is, my wife and I bought a ranch in the mountains last year, and my neighbor had some interesting suggestions on how to manage our new land. Ooh, I'm excited. It's so good. It's so good. I love storytelling. Just like the the ability that it has to like move us, terrify Mm -hmm. us, change our perspectives, and also like Mm -hmm. change our realities, I think is so, so, so powerful and so cool. And I feel like we have the appreciation for both fictional stories and real ones because we cover all of the real ones that people experience on Mm -hmm. our feed but we still love all of the like no sleep and the different lores and cr- creepy pastas and all of that stuff mm-hmm. because it is just all super fascinating and haunting and that's and what we all like some. here right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're some creepy gals why not <laughs> we're all the ghost girls here bring on all the spooky stories i don't care if it's real fact or fic yeah I <laughs> well i have a proposal once the movie comes out, because it's got to come out eventually, we should do yeah. a part two where we talk about the movie in comparison yes. to that what happened. Awesome. Or even do like a live like a watch, watch with party. Us. Yeah, watch party. Yes. Hell yeah. We'll all watch it together. Absolutely. Thank you all for giving us a lovely retelling of Dear David. Um, I didn't prep y'all for this, so if you don't want to, that's fine. But <laughs> did y'all want to share any personal encounters i know y'all have had your you know sabrina and corinne specials but is there anything you wanted to highlight well corinne why don't we talk about how haunted our podcast is sure yeah let's hear it so from the early days of our podcast do i want to talk about this is this going to encourage the ghosts even more i know (laughs) well okay corinne and i have both had a lot of our own experiences um corinne more so than me so i would say like on a scale of like haunted to not haunt or like one to ten haunted I'm probably like a two or three and Corinne's like an eight or nine um we're both trying to tap into like our abilities and our skills but like to be like a little less scary um but in doing this podcast I think at first it opened us up a little bit more than we wanted it to I started astral projecting without really any control and I got really scared and then we started talking about some darker things that we were like we kind of shut ourselves down or out, away from all the paranormal. We're like, let's just like, we're going to put a wall up. We're just going to talk yeah. about it. We don't want to invite anything in. But unfortunately, our listeners got a whole lot more than they bargained for. <laughs> we had one episode, episode 12, that came out in our first year. And it's called Dominus. We read a listener story that is so chilling and so terrifying. 
about a possession um, and people would listen to that episode. Birds would fly into their car. People would get into oh car accidents. And it was, well, I mean, the amount, like, it was horrifying for us to record, but then it was even mm-hmm. more horrifying hearing people's experiences from it. I will say, because we'll get to, like, this last year, Corinne, you can tell what happened in October, but we also do have some good hauntings that happen. We had a listener who was driving, listening to our podcast, and they were at a red light, and it turned green, and so they were about to go when Corinne's voice on the podcast yelled, stop, like really, really loud, and so she was scared and stopped, and luckily she did because a car ran a red light through the intersection and would have hit her. She was so freaked, went back multiple times to see if Corinne said stop in the podcast. She didn't. Oh, my God. Ooh, I have chills. And this is not the only time something like that's happened. We had someone who was really struggling with depression, too. Oh, yes. She was in a really low, dark place, and she was listening to an episode of our podcast, and it started jumping around and using our voice and our words. Someone was using our voice and our words to give her this message. It said, like, call your mom. Call your mom. It's going to be okay. Call your mom. And she decided to and said that, like, that – message helped bring her out of a really really dark place wow so those are beautiful those are yeah it's not always bad (laughs) but then last october we made a mistake of um covering oh we we got a little confident (laughs) we were like yeah the ghosts love us we can do whatever we want (laughs) and so last october we're like let's only research demonic possession cases that was my idea oh no yeah only (laughs) there were like five weeks in october we made it three weeks before we pivoted hard because weird things were happening and we actually caught something on camera which was we'd set up behind us we were recording in different spots than we are now but we had set up a bunch of tapered candlesticks and things behind us to make it all look nice and spooky for the month of october Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, I don't even remember the case that we were talking about, but a few weeks prior, I had said out into the world, which I didn't remember until a listener had brought it up. I was like, wouldn't it be great if my candles or something started doing something so that we could get proof of the paranormal? I don't remember saying that. But basically, as we're doing this recording, I think Sabrina's talking, I noticed that there's a bunch of smoke that comes up behind my head. And so I turn around and my candle, the tapered, the dripless tapered candlesticks that I've owned for years that don't drip is now in two and there's two different flames coming from this like one long candlestick and I was like this is wild so I start videotaping with my phone as Sabrina's telling her story and I catch on my phone one of the flames just fully moving itself like a good eight inches away from the wick it just floated up into the air and then came back down And I was screaming. I was freaking the (laughs) hell out. And I don't even remember all the other things that happened. But there were some other things that happened that month. And we were like, oh, my God. We're done. I may have seen that. That is absolutely insane. I would have lost my shit. It was scary. I wasn't expecting things to happen to me. I don't know. (laughs) Which is so funny because uh, between the two of us, who's the most haunted? It's you. Well, I think probably one of the most. I was scared. I was really scared about that. I was also scared when we... Have you guys covered La Llorona? 
Have we haven't covered it yet, but I'm familiar with the story. And I okay, was just, yeah. yeah, I was just listening to you talk about it and how it really disturbed you. It really did because after we did that, I mean, I've lived in apartments in Boston for years and some of them have had some sort of activity, but the one that I've been in has was dead quiet forever. But for the week after we did La Llorona, all of the pipes in my apartment was like dripping water and sounds of water. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. So anyway, yeah, we experienced a lot of paranormal yeah. activity all the time. Which is why we call ourselves the most haunted podcast in America. Because not only are we haunted, not only is our podcast haunted, but people who listen to our podcast get haunted. Yeah, I, bl- I blame wow. all of our listeners. It's the collective energy of all of us just... <laughs> being really intrigued by the paranormal and having our own experiences. And I think everybody coming together, like creates some sort of energy where the veil's a little bit thinner sometimes when people are listening. Oh, we also did our podcast is two girls, one ghost. So like the ghosts are like, well, you, we are a part of the title of your podcast. So therefore you've invited us into the podcast. Yeah. So I can't blame them. Plenty of hauntings, but I don't think we're alone. I think a lot of the people, you guys included, that have paranormal podcasts, we're we're tempting fate a little bit. I feel like we all experience yeah, the spooky. I've I've worried about that a little bit. When we first started making this podcast, I had reservations because I didn't want to open myself up to like anything happening. Because I can mm. get scared. I can get scared if I start thinking something demonic is going on. Or poltergeisty. And so I was afraid that doing a lot of research and spending, putting a lot of energy in that area, I was afraid that it could just kind of have me living in this. Totally. This like world of activity like happening around me potentially. I do. So I kind of do have a wall up about it at the moment. I do think what helps us is that we all speak about it in a respectful way. We're not like mm-hmm. Zach Bagans who's saying, come at me, bro, I I want to have sex with demons. So I do think that helps in terms of we're not inviting negativity and, and bad mm-hmm. things into. No. Sometimes people, yeah, ghosts like ghost stories too. We actually have a few haunted doll listeners. Yeah. I think in the South. I think they're a little bit closer to you guys. Ooh, and they like yes. they like to listen. <laughs> so Aww. Yeah, sometimes listener. it's just for entertainment purposes. Th- this is amazing. <laughs> Our listener Sarah has a bunch of haunted dolls that she's purchased and she'll come home and our podcast will be playing. Oh wow. <laughs> like the dolls That's turned crazy. it on. Uh, that wow. is crazy. I can't not be scared of toys turning themselves on. Like that yeah. is one of the few things spooky. that will get me every time it's happened to me. I had a Furby that I was like pretty positive. It was possessed because the battery had long died. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're so scary. And it had like the battery was dead, but it was making this weird robotic noise in my closet at 3 a.m. And I'm like, Ugh, let's not. They're okay. the original AI and it was like, I would talk to mine so much. And then it really freaked me out once its language got beyond the little like Furby book pamphlet that it came with. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if you're learning from me or if I'm learning from you or what's happening here. But I'm going to put Scary. you in a closet and never open it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Throw away the key. I actually, I actually when I was wires. back at my mom's house in June or May or June, 
I saw she has a Furby in like a cabinet. I'm like, why Why do you have this? Because your mom doesn't throw anything away. That's, it, also, she, that's true. She has a paranormal museum and it is her house because yeah. she's never thrown anything away. So you probably have some haunted artifacts there oh, for yeah. sure. Lots this of could be useful later at an undisclosed time and yeah. date. <laughs> when my date. daughter has a paranormal podcast and wants to talk about <laughs> yes. it. Yes. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you for coming on and thanks for having us on your show. Thank you. Yeah. Did y'all want to oh let everybody know where they can find you as if they haven't already <laughs> found you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's people who, who don't know. Yeah, welcome. welcome. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Hi. you can find us. Our website is twogirlsbengost.com. And we're also on the road right now when this comes out. So we might be uh, nearby in a city near yes. you. Sitting near you. Um, we went to the Conjuring House and we did an overnight and investigated. Oh my God. And beyond just just spending the night there. So we have a really fun show that we're show. taking on tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. That's exciting. So exciting. Yeah. We'll send you guys the list. And if you're in town, we'll yeah. let us know. We'll be awesome. there. Well, thanks, ladies. We'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Stay shook. Thank you so much for tuning into Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.